Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you to search the Scriptures with us in our ongoing discussion and investigation of Jesus' favorite topic, the Gospel about the Kingdom of God. It's a testimony to the extraordinary way in which fundamental ideas can be lost that Jesus' master idea is very seldom, if ever, presented to the public in late 20th century preaching. It seems to us that the genius of Christianity, as we read about it in the New Testament, is concentrated in that word, kingdom. The kingdom of God, says the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, should be the master word in theology. And yet, as we listen to preaching and teaching in contemporary times, very seldom is there a solid explanation or exposition of what Jesus meant by his central idea, the gospel about the kingdom of God. Without any possible fear of contradiction, we can assert with absolute confidence that the axis around which all of Jesus' teaching revolves was and is the gospel about the kingdom of God. It is in that term that the genius of the Christian faith is concentrated. The kingdom of God is Jesus' master word, his master concept. Open a Bible, for example, at Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Here we find the career of Jesus launched, and he opens his ministry with the preaching of what he calls the gospel or good news about the kingdom of God. Mark 1, verses 14 and 15 tell us that Jesus came into Galilee, that's the northern part of the area of modern Israel, and he summoned his compatriots to a complete change of mind, what he called repentance, a U-turn in conduct and thinking, and Jesus then invited them to believe in the good news about the kingdom of God. So that's where all true faith and all true repentance must begin. Now, all the gospel writers emphasize the fundamental importance of this favorite term of Jesus, the gospel about the kingdom. And in fact, we're going to find out later in subsequent programs that John's gospel also is entirely in unity with Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But John has different vocabulary to describe the very same reality, the kingdom of God. But John's idea of the gospel, just like Matthew, Mark, and Luke's idea of the gospel, is exactly the same, because after all, John was faithfully reporting the ministry of Jesus, just as Matthew, Mark, and Luke did. Now, the first piece of information given about Jesus, interestingly enough, has to do with the idea of a kingdom. When the birth of Messiah is announced, the very first thing that's said about his career is the following, as we find in Luke chapter 1, verse 32. We read there that the Lord God is going to give to Jesus the throne of his father David, and he's going to reign over the house of Jacob forever. So we see then from the very start of the reports about Jesus, we're in the world of messianic kingdom ideas. Now, the key term Messiah, of course, is simply the word for the king of Israel, the king of Israel promised by all the Hebrew prophets, as any Jew living at the time of Jesus knew well. Now, this statement about Jesus inheriting the throne of his father David and ruling over the house of Jacob forever was simply a statement about the messiahship or the kingship of Jesus in the coming kingdom of God. Jesus himself gave us a very clear definition of the underlying purpose of his ministry. He informed us about the basis 
of his entire work, his entire career. When he spoke these words, precious words, found in Luke chapter 4 and verse 43. We invite you to make a note of these verses and check them carefully for yourself. Look them up in the context in which they are found in your own Bible. Feel the force of them as you read them aloud from the Scripture. Ponder them, meditate upon them. Let your mind dwell upon the Word of God and grasp these precious spiritual truths. In Luke 4, verse 43, Jesus said this, I must proclaim the gospel about the kingdom of God to the other cities also. That's the reason that God commissioned me. The word gospel there is implied in the word evangelize or preach. The Greek word evangelizome means to preach the gospel. So Jesus here says that he is bound under a God-given duty to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God to the other cities also. That's the reason why God commissioned him. Now, it would be difficult to find a more interesting summary of the whole purpose of Jesus' mission than those precious words in Luke 4, verse 43. This text opens up the mind of Jesus for us and provides a key to the whole Christian religion, which must, of course, be based firmly and squarely on the teaching of Jesus himself. Jesus, in that verse, Luke 4, verse 43, tells us the whole reason for his ministry. We suggest that few verses could be more instructive than that account of Jesus' own idea of what the Christian faith is all about. Now, Luke immediately goes on to tell us in Luke chapter 5 and verse 1 that Jesus was preaching the message or the word. Now, this phrase, the word, is the Bible shorthand, if you like, for the Christian message of salvation. It appears throughout the New Testament as the message about the kingdom. If we look, for example, in Matthew chapter 13 verse 19, we find there the phrase, the message about the kingdom, Matthew 13, 19, or the word about the kingdom, and it's the heart and center of all that Jesus was teaching. Now, that word is simply a synonym for the word gospel. Many of you have been led to believe that the term word, or word of God, is simply a synonym for the whole of the Bible. Now, that's not actually the case, because in the New Testament, the simple word, word, refers not to the Bible in its entirety, but quite specifically to the message of the gospel as Jesus brought it, in other words, the message about the kingdom of God. So bear this in mind carefully, that when you read about the word that Jesus was preaching, you're reading about the gospel of the kingdom. That was the underlying theme of all that Jesus taught and preached. Now this word, word, may simply be referred to as the gospel, or indeed, this gospel about the kingdom. If, for example, you compare Mark chapter 13, verse 10, with Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14, we make an equation between the word gospel and, in Matthew's version, this gospel about the kingdom of God. We're introducing here a most important principle of Bible study. As many know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke provide complementary accounts of the teaching of Jesus. There's a great deal of repetition each of those gospel writers records the various episodes in the teaching ministry of Jesus. And in Mark chapter 13, the great Olivet Discourse, where Jesus gave the details of events that have to happen before the second coming, in that chapter 13 of Mark, in verse 10, we find the expression, the gospel. Jesus is saying there that the gospel must be preached in all the world before the end comes. But now, if we compare that with the parallel expression, 
In Matthew's version of the same Olivet Discourse, in Matthew 24, we find the following. Matthew 24, verse 14. This gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the world. So we make an equation. We simply say that the gospel, as Mark records it, is exactly the same as this gospel about the kingdom of God. Now that can be a great key to Bible study. Do you realize that the expression, the gospel, or the message, the word, must always be defined by the fuller definition, this gospel concerning the kingdom of God. In that way, we'll never forget what the content of the gospel is. It has to do primarily with the kingdom of God. The term gospel appears some hundred times in the New Testament, but it doesn't have to be explained every time, because readers and writers both knew what was meant by the term gospel. Unfortunately, today we've lost track of the master definition of the gospel as it was found in the teaching of Jesus, namely the gospel about the kingdom of God. So in your Bible study, you can substitute then for the term gospel the phrase, this gospel about the kingdom of God, or the gospel about the kingdom of God. In that way, then, you'll be able to relate the term gospel back to the teaching of Jesus himself. So, what we're saying is simply this. The term word throughout the New Testament refers quite specifically to the Christian message of salvation, namely the good news or gospel about the kingdom of God. Now, when the apostles and Bible writers refer to the Bible as a whole, they call it the Scriptures or the Holy Writings. And you'll remember that Jesus himself defined the content of 75% of those Holy Scriptures, the Bible, that's to say the Old Testament, or better described as the Hebrew Bible, 75% of our Bible. Jesus described the content of that Hebrew Bible in Luke 24, verse 44, when he referred to the Law, the Prophets, and the Psalms. The Law, as you probably know, means the first five books of the Old Testament, and then come the Prophets, and then the Psalms. And the Psalms was the main book of the third division of the Old Testament, as the Jews had it, and the first book, in fact, of that third division. And so the word Psalms there stands for the rest of the books not included in the Law of Moses and the Prophets. Now, people may say then, what is the Hebrew Bible? Well, I'm happy to tell you that your Old Testament contains exactly the same books as Jesus had in his Hebrew Bible. But I prefer to refer to those books as the Hebrew Bible. That was the Bible that Jesus himself had. It was the Bible out of which the apostles taught. It was the Bible that Israel had preserved all those years from the beginning. The Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Writings. Luke 24, verse 44. It's better to refer to those books as the Hebrew Bible than the Old Testament, because Old Testament suggests that it's somehow passé or obsolete or finished and nothing could be further from the truth. The Old Testament is the basis of everything that Jesus taught. Now, that doesn't mean, of course, that there are not developments in the New Testament. We don't go by the standards of all the laws in the Old Testament today, but the gospel preaching dates back to the time of Abraham, as we shall see in subsequent programs. Indeed, the whole of the New Testament revelation is firmly rooted in the Hebrew Bible, those precious books, the Law, the Prophets, and the Writings, that Jesus and the other apostles appealed to constantly as they taught in the synagogues of Israel in the first century, and as they took the gospel out of the Gentile world also. So it's a huge mistake to imagine that the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, are in some way not relevant to the Christian faith. 
They are, in fact, 100% relevant, and we must get a feel for the message of the Hebrew prophets if we're to rightly understand the teaching of Jesus Christ himself. As a professor of mine in theological college told me, if you misunderstand the Old Testament, you will inevitably misunderstand the New. That's a wonderful lesson for all of us, and we should bear it in mind at all times in our Bible study. So we see then that the term gospel in Mark chapter 13, verse 10, is the equivalent of this gospel about the kingdom, as defined by Matthew in Matthew 24, verse 14. Now, it's this gospel of the kingdom that Jesus invites us to grasp and believe as we embark on the process of becoming a Christian. Nothing could be more crucial for our spiritual welfare than to gain an understanding of this fundamental message as it came from the lips of Jesus himself. There is in the Bible one single message and one message only, the good news or gospel about the kingdom of God. And so Luke chapter 4 verse 43, where Jesus explained that the whole purpose of his mission was to preach the gospel of the kingdom, and Luke 5 verse 1, which equate that message of the kingdom with the message of God, these verses are absolutely fundamental as we seek to grasp the meaning of Jesus' teaching. Our time is running out for today. We invite you to request from us a free book on the kingdom of God, a tape of the program you've been listening to, and join us again for our continued discussion of Jesus' famous and favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God.